Good morning. It's Thursday, June 18th, 2020. It's 9 a.m. Uh, market opens in 30 short minutes. Um, sorry I'm getting this to you late. Uh, had a couple of drinks last night, slept in a little bit, had a really long and annoying and unneeded Zoom meeting this morning. So, um, you know, I, I did apologize, but I'm actually not sorry. Um, let's get to it. All right, yesterday, um, kind of a raucous session uh, for the big three U.S. indices. Dow closed down 65 bips, the S&P was down 36, and the NASDAQ was down 15, uh, or was up, rather, uh, 15, so just slightly up. Um, they were swinging kind of back and forth yesterday. Uh, I think people were waiting to see if Jay Powell said anything in his testimony. Um, you know, again, there's some high-level concern around geopolitical stuff with India and China and North Korea and South Korea and the lingering U.S.-China trade talks. I promise we'll do a deep dive on that soon. I just don't know when we're going to get to it. Um, but ultimately, Jay Powell didn't really say anything. We didn't really see anything in the geopolitical side. And, um, you know, yeah, the markets were swinging around. They closed down because, again, there's no fundamental good news out. Um, all the news is bad almost every day, all the time. Um, but the market and investors uh, like to, you know, focus on these kind of singular, um, singular like positive points, right? And then that'll be the justification to rip. And then when those go away, people are like, "Well, well, you know, where's my blanket? You know, where, where's the handhold that I need to convince me to keep buying stocks?" Answer is. Stop buying stocks. Sell them, please, God. Um, all right, so nothing really more on the India-China thing, um, which I think was odd. You know, that border clash in the Himalayan mountains uh, that killed 20 Indian soldiers and an unknown number of Chinese because they don't release numbers on anything, and if they do, they're usually not true. Um, but it was gnarly. Again, it was a melee fight uh, fought with fists, rocks, batons, and clubs wrapped in barbed wire at an altitude of more than 14,000 feet. That is gnarly. I, uh, I maybe would have liked to have witnessed it, but I don't think I would have liked to have participated in it. Um, tons of news and just chatter out there about uh, Bolton, John Bolton's uh, potentially upcoming book. He was the former national security advisor to, uh, to Trump. Um, you know, he wants to kind of release this tell-all expose uh, saying that, you know, Trump asked Xi Jinping to help him get reelected and that Trump has, you know, consistently prioritized his own reelection over the interests of the country and its people. You know, oh, oh, wow. And, you know, the Trump campaign is and, and administration is blocking it, saying that they're, you know, he was national security advisor. He's going to release secrets. He's not allowed to publish a book, you know. But, uh, oh, the, the idea that a politician is, is acting in their own interests and, and not in the best interest of the country and they're trying to get reelected and they're trying to be a political gamer no i can't believe that oh my god can you imagine um anywho we'll see what happens with that. there's an inordinate amount of headlines around that in my opinion I, I think people are just you know the media is getting sick and tired of writing about covid and about race riots and, and all this other stuff so they're just desperately looking for anything else I think they should talk about the economy, but I don't think they understand it. Um, so Jay Powell did speak to lawmakers yesterday and urged them to maintain fiscal stimulus, as we expected. Uh, he said, quote, it would be a concern if Congress were to pull back from the support that it's provi been providing too quickly. The economy is just beginning to recover. Um, 
what happens when we build uh, an economy that's recovery and strength are predicated on federal stimulus. Um, I'm a free market guy. I'm an invisible hand guy. You know, if the forest is on fire, you got to let it burn. Um, that's the only way to spark new growth. And look, if your trees get burned, I'm sorry. Um, you should have harvested them earlier or you should have, you know, diversified yourself enough such that you could stand a, a forest fire in one region. Um, but that's the natural way of things. And uh, the more and more that we tinker in with that, the more crimes against nature we commit. And there are prices to pay for those, I promise. Um, Jay also predicted strong job creation between now and the end of July. Uh, I, don't, I mean, again, you got to remember, right? He's going to Congress asking for something. And so, you know, I don't, when you go to your boss and you ask for something, are you telling them the truth? Or are you telling them what, you, what they want to hear so that you get what you're asking for? Always think about the context, please. Um, that's important. Um, and he said, you know, July retail sales bode well for uh, the economy, but fuck that noise. Um, his commentary didn't really flap the market at all. There wasn't really much going on at all. Um, coronavirus concerns continue to get worse. Texas and Florida starting to get spooky. Um, China might be going under another lockdown again. We'll see. They're pretty strict about that stuff, being a totalitarian, totalitarian state and all. Uh, New York City moving towards phase two, uh, opening up outdoor dining. Uh, Nary 48 hours after Cuomo came out. Uh, harassing the people of uh, the people and businesses of New York City, saying they were being too lax, uh, and De Blasio. I mean, who fucking knows? That guy's head so far up his own ass. I don't even think he knows what year it is. Um, I also think Cuomo's a dickhead and a little bit of an asshole. I just think people like Cuomo because, like, he's not as stupid looking as De Blasio, and he's not as easy to hate. Um, he's kind of like you know tall and handsome, and he speaks well, and people like his folksy New York accent, but. You gotta remember, I mean, he's a product of nepotism. He's you know, the son of a political dynasty in New York, and uh, I don't know that he's achieved very much, if anything, on his own. I think he's just kind of sashayed through life, putting on his like tough talk thing. Uh, you gotta kind of unwind a little bit on him and just realize, look, this guy's kind of a dipshit. Um, but de Blas and Cuomo, both idiots, both assholes. Uh, I, I do not like them. If you, if you, you know, get me offline, I'll tell you what I really think. Um, Hurts. All right, Hertz, ugh, suspended <laughs> its plan to raise cash by selling new shares. They were gonna, uh, they were gonna come out and you know sell five hundred million dollars worth of new shares, but they met with regulators and eventually decided, hey, these shares are basically gonna be worthless, and if we pump them into the market, these fucking idiots, led by the king of all idiots, uh, that uh, that dipshit from uh, Barstool Portnoy, um, yeah, they're gonna buy them up because you know they're fucking stupid, um, and they were genuinely worried that those shares would be worthless. Now, the corporation saying this about their own shares, they don't want to raise capital in the market, which they know they can raise to save their company because they think it's worthless. When you have so many sheep and pigs and idiots in this market where companies are actively like, look, we got to protect these fools. For, you know, They know not what they do, basically. Um, I mean, we are living in banana land right now. Um, anyways, that company's a piece of shit, probably going to zero, down 10% pre-market. Um, I don't care much for them, um, never have. Um, Enterprise has much better, much better offering, much better management training program too. All right, so uh, there was a good op-ed piece out yesterday in Bloomberg suggesting that corporate lending by the Fed to prevent bankruptcies actually might end up creating zombie companies. Um, so companies that like don't actually produce revenue but are being kept alive 
from you know these these stimulus or artificial funds, um, but they're not going to be able to pay you know make enough to service that debt. So it's like kind of creates this little feedback loop, and it's like you know it goes I'm back to my forest fire analogy. Gotta let that fire burn, baby. I mean, if there's dead wood out there, let her go. You know, it's don't repurpose it. Burn it down. Let it burn. Um, Pompeo met with his Chinese counterpart in Hawaii. Uh, talking about national security stuff, no doubt. I don't know. I wasn't in the room. Uh, I might have liked to have been. Probably an interesting conversation. Um, but maybe some signs that U.S. and China are trying to back channel uh, away from just Trump and Xi just bashing their heads against one another uh, and see if they can work it out uh, between other uh, other diplomats. Um, Mnuchin uh, declared an impasse with international trade talks on how countries tax multinationals uh, without a deal on that. It's likely that European countries are going to tax U.S. companies more, especially tech companies. Um, you know, th- this aggressive and kind of like excessively assertive uh, method of taxing companies, um, it- it's like, it almost feels like states are like, oh, we're going to get back at you companies. Um, they forget. These companies create jobs. These companies employ their residents who pay their taxes, who buy homes because they work for these companies and then pay property taxes on these homes to the state. Um, this division, you know, whether it's within our society, whether it's within the economy, whether it's, you know, private sector, public sector, you know, people lose sight of the fact that we're all part of one fabric, right? A ripple in one part of it shows up in another. It impacts everyone. We've got to work together or we just need to stop increasing all these ridiculous regulations and suing one another and jacking these levers up, down, and sideways to try to regulate things um, and just let, you know, capitalism work and do its thing. Um, Very problematic territory we're getting into across the board. But I I think, you know, look, San Francisco and California, right? They're taxing these these tech companies in the Bay Area out out of the ass. And honestly, I think they're going to get smart. I think they're going to move. And I think uh, San Francisco is just going to collapse in on itself, which I I genuinely hope happens because I'd love to see uh, that horrible Nancy Pelosi have to eat some crow. Um, Isn't she just the worst? Oh, oh, she's terrible. Um, All right. Uh, Yeah, per chat yesterday, Aunt Jemima, she's gone the way of the dodo. So long. Um, I did look up who uh, Kirby is, the person who... uh, who kind of brought that uh, brought that problem to the front? I guess if that's a problem that Aunt Jemima brand existed, um, she is a singer songwriter um, who I think was like one of those SoundCloud type people, and I don't think she's done anything in her career. I think she she released a single that was popular back in two thousand sixteen. Uh, titled Is You Wit It. That's I Z space U space W I T space It. Um, that's about all I know about her. Um, but I don't know. Is she trying to like make herself relevant again at the expense of some company that she doesn't give a shit about? I don't know. But I bet they're coming for Uncle Ben next. Uncle Ben, keep your head on a swivel, dude. All right, let's talk about today. All three U.S. indices uh, are down at the time of this, and I, I apologize if you don't get this before uh, the market opens, but there's nothing you can do, so don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> the Dow is down 61 basis points. The S&P is down 42 basis points. The NASDAQ's flat. Uh, it's green. It's up four basis points. That's spot 0.4% uh, for those of you who don't like basis points. 
Um, Asia's down, Europe's down, and in an anomalous twist, oil's up and gold is down. Uh, with the markets down. Interesting. Um, some warning signs from the consumer side. Uh, hiding behind those strong retail numbers was a rise in bankruptcies, foreclosures, and credit card delinquencies. Huh, imagine if somebody was talking about that a couple of weeks ago and you maybe listened to it. Um, won't have any impact on the market right now, but it's a lingering specter that you must consider and must be aware of. Um, now, this is all per an S&P slash Experian bank card default index report that I read much earlier this morning. Um, we are breaking levels of uh, default on credit cards not seen since 2011, which was the downside of the 2009 recovery. So when we were recovering from the 09 um, fallout in the market, uh, and you know we were and, and delinquencies were coming down, we crossed the mark that we just passed. Now we're going up in delinquencies. So uh, we don't like that. Even though Jay Powell, your Fed chairman, is telling you that. There's robust consumer confidence out there. Um, look at the facts and the numbers. Don't listen to these politicians. Don't do it. It's a trap. Um, we might see some positivity in the market today around some vaccine talk. I think uh, there's conjecture that people think we're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Um, I think there'll be some noise out there. But you know, anytime there's anything related to a vaccine, people just go bananas. But I don't know. I mean. The, the mounting negativity that I've been brooding on um, seems to be reaching the point where the masses are finding it impossible to ignore, um, despite all the uh, bullshit uh, rainbow and sunshine that they are being spoon-fed by mainstream media and the government. Um, but we'll see. Um, job numbers are going to be out shortly. Um, they're expected to be, uh, well, unemployment uh, numbers, <laughs> expected to be uh, 1.29 million. Uh, filing for unemployment this week, down from 1.54 million uh, last week. Uh, per usual, we think it's going to be some, somewhere in the middle. I, you know, look for uh, uh, 1.35 million, 1.37 million. I don't know if I were a betting man. Um, the Bank of England uh, came out, uh, announced they're going to be boosting their bond buying program by another 100 billion Great British pounds. That's sterling silver for you out there. Um, they're going to hold their interest rates at spot 1%, zero spot. 1%. Um, but uh, ultimately, economists predict that'll probably go to zero. Um, so let's talk quickly about uh, Nikola, this new up-and-coming uh, electronic vehicle company that um, I missed the upside on following a great tip from a, a buddy of mine. Um, but, you know, the, the tip, you know, the, the hot tip phase of this stock is over. And now it's like, okay, we need to fundamentally look at this company. Um, this isn't just all fluff now. Um, Bloomberg actually came out with... Uh, a report, um, I forget the name of the, uh, the journalist, but the guy basically said um, their CEO lied about the truck being ready to go. Um, and then the CEO said this reporter didn't validate the bad information he got and released it intentionally in a premeditated way. Kind of like an old fashioned hit piece, which uh, I'm kind of a fan of. I think those are always fun. Um, actually, prescient point. Uh, research company slash fund um, came out said a similar thing about Enphase Solar, that's a ENPH, that stock's down massively pre-market, uh, saying that they were uh, doing a little uh, old-fashioned accounting fraud. Um, they were down 26% yesterday. Uh, they're up 13% pre-market. Uh, as people are kind of digesting this, 
who knows? It's a lot. I read maybe 10% of that report. I, I glanced over it. But if you care about solar, you own that name, look at it. Um, Nicola, stay away um, right now. It's too fluffy. Uh, it's too controversial. Just don't chase that. Don't catch that falling knife. Just don't get involved. If you need exposure to auto, take a look at that room that we talked about a little while ago. VRM. Um, they're uh, an up-and-coming uh, online uh, used car dealer, uh, used car marketplace. I like them. I think that their market cap is competitive with uh, comps, and uh, everything I've heard about the company is good. And I think people are going to be buying a lot of used cars. I don't think they're going to be buying a lot of uh, new cars uh, coming down the pipe. So, I don't know. Take a look at VRM. At least put it on your watch list. Um, in the electric vehicle uh, vein, Lyft came out committing, saying that they're committing to having only electric vehicles by 2030. Electric vehicles telling you guys, coming a lot sooner and a lot broader than everyone thinks. Um, so keep looking for plays there. And these new lithium batteries, um, you know, Albemarle, ALB is the ticker. Uh, they're a chemical company. They do a mining company. Um, they have exposure to a lot of raw earth. They actually have a great lithium mine down in uh, Chile uh, that produces some world-class lithium that's used in these kinds of batteries, also used in smartphone batteries, also used in solar energy storage batteries, also used in military and aerospace and defense stuff, like super, super valuable stuff. And, you know, as the U.S. and China trade uh, wars kind of continue to rage, I think raw earth is uh, going to be, uh, rare earth rather, is going to be uh, increasingly scarce commodity. These guys have access to it. So put ALB on that watch list too. ALB Albemarle Corporation. That's a good name. I've, I've been following those guys for a number of years um, and they're trading considerably off their all-time highs. Uh, and they've been dinged lately. So I don't know. Take a look at them. Again, I'm not buying anything yet, but if you want to keep building that watch list out, which I suggest you do, um, put that on there. Okay, so Spotify uh, signed a deal with Kim Kardashian uh, for a podcast. Uh, the details about the deal are unknown, uh, but her show is going to focus on criminal justice, uh, which, again, cracks me up because, uh, you know, if you don't know, uh, her father, uh, Robert Kardashian, I think, or no, maybe, I don't know. Um, I don't know what his first name was, but he was one of the lawyers that uh, helped bail out OJ. That's like why you know her name, unfortunately. Um, and uh, he himself was a brilliant criminal defense lawyer. But uh, Kim, uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what kind of value add she has to bring to the uh, criminal justice conversation. Um, I, undoubtedly, that podcast is going to get you know millions and millions of listens and generate shitload of revenue for Spotify, which I also think continues to be a good company. Although it's not really catching on that much with the younger generation. Keep that in mind. Um, I might listen to it just to like hate listen. You know, sometimes like if I see a really bad show announced, I'll, I'll hate watch it uh, just to confirm my suspicion that it's, you know, kind of societally cancerous. Uh, so I might do that with this Kim Kardashian podcast when it comes out. But uh, oh my goodness. I mean, I don't even think she graduated high school. <laughs> let alone uh, college or law school or ever practiced law or ever did anything for that matter other than uh, film herself getting uh, shooked by Ray J and then somehow parlay that into a career. I mean, good for her, but fucking A, she has commentary in criminal justice. I'm going to start commenting on high fashion in that case. Um, all right, chart of the day. Uh, Morgan Stanley sees the unemployment rate remaining above 7% through the end of 2021. Uh, looking at the chart over the long term, we saw unemployment peak at 9.1% in the fourth quarter of 2009 following the 0809 financial crisis, credit crunch, whatever the hell you want to call it, housing crisis. Um, and these guys at Morgan Stanley are estimating it's going to peak this time around the same level in the fourth quarter of 2020. I still think it's going to be worse. I mean, 
I don't know what kind of sunny disposition these dudes are on or what pills they're taking, but maybe I should get that prescription because I'm bummed out. Um, let's go back in time. Today in history, 1983, Sally Ride, the first American woman to fly in space, was launched aboard the Space Shuttle Challenger. Um, now, that was a successful flight, but the Challenger was the same shuttle that would explode three years later, uh, killing its crew of seven. It was a, a it was a tragedy uh, for the global space exploration community and for NASA in the United States. Um, it was dramatic because it was broadcast live, and uh, it's just one of those disasters that people remember. Um, 1940, uh, Charles de Gaulle broadcasted uh, to his countrymen in France uh, from exile in London, uh, urging them to resist Nazi occupation and follow his lead in absentia, uh, which ended up working, and he ended up being one of the most famous uh, French leaders of all time, although I'm sure his statues will be ripped down uh, shortly uh, because he did support colonialism in Africa, so he's a bad guy and should be erased from history probably. Um, 1815, Napoleon was defeated at the Battle of Waterloo in Belgium versus the British, Dutch, and a, the German Confederation. Uh, that ended the Hundred Days' War and kind of was the beginning of the end of Napoleon's 23-year conquest of Europe. Um, a few years earlier, in 1812, James Madison signed a declaration of war against Great Britain, which uh, kicked off the aptly named War of 1812, and that was largely due to U.S. grievances over oppressive British maritime practices, um, which were going on during the Napoleonic Wars. So there you go, guys. See, we got, we're got we one big fabric. You know, what, what happens over there ripples over here. It's always been that way. It's going to keep being that way. Technology is increasing and accelerating that trend. So stop looking at things in buckets and stop looking at things and people as others. You know, it's... We're, we are one entity. This is one planet, and it's getting smaller by the day. All right. That's all we got. Uh, it's 9.22 a.m. Uh, good luck out there, folks.